2: I thought the fourth estate was time.
0: That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Granny and Bischoff. No, not state. A state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia?
1: I'm very confused. It's too early for that. (laughs) My head is spinning. I don't know what's going on. States, states. Georgia is a state.
3: Yeah, it's it's a reference to the fact that like we normally have Ed Graney who's a, you know, award-winning journalist and now we have Adam Hill who's an award-winning journalist. Well, not as
1: many. Yeah,
3: I mean he's a little bit older than you. Little.
1: <laughs> I mean he acts a lot older. <laughs> he's more mature.
4: Well, I mean, who isn't? He's he's not giggling and he's he he doesn't find everything giggleable.
1: I mean, we can't do that. We can't do the giggling story. It's the it's the front page. No, it's no,
3: the, no. You you teased. You got to finish it.
1: Well, I mean, not during the. This is news. This is hard hitting news. The Fourth Estate. We got to do headline. Well, I got to know it was so
4: giggleable I don't even know if that's a word. I just keep saying it because you said it.
1: I'm on it. Giggleable's is funny. Uh, it's not. A, I don't think it's a real word. Uh, but that's why Ed has more awards than me. You might know that it's a word. <laughs> so okay, this doesn't fit this this part of the show, but I'll do it anyway. I was sitting at the game last night at the summer league and I got completely distracted because as as you said, listen, I was among the biggest and brightest stars of all, all, you know, all the basketball world. Confirmed, not a word. Okay. There you go. It is now. It should be. And I I was kind of, you know, I was, I was trying to work. I was writing a couple stories, but I was also kind of taking in the scenery and I like to observe just how people are acting sometimes. And um, I clearly didn't fit with all the big celebrities that were, that were around me but then I noticed something that just started making me laugh and I could not stop Jerry West the logo legend yeah Yeah. who now all I see when I look at him is Jerry West from winning time
4: right Ah. right right yeah no hey you know what I had the same problem I see every time I see he walked by me when I was picking up my credential and that's all I saw was Jerry yeah. West losing his blank in yeah. winning time. Just over
1: and over again. Yes. But that's not what he was doing last night. He wasn't losing his mind. In fact, he had a big smile on his face because he was sitting there eating a giant bowl of ice cream. <laughs> with a very tiny spoon.
4: A tiny spoon with a bowl of ice cream. A big bowl of ice cream.
1: It was a bit and it was by the way, can we talk it was vanilla ice cream? What are we doing? I like vanilla I, as yeah, a base. Yeah. A base. <laughs> it's a great base. You, but you got to put stuff in it. It's like mayonnaise. I, mayonnaise is a disgusting food. However, Whoa. however, it's a good base for a lot of other things.
4: Mayonnaise
3: slander.
4: Yeah, I like I like vanilla ice cream. Like my dad always made me get not made me, but he suggested I get chocolate malts, but made with vanilla
1: ice cream. Wait, and what? So, that's a vanilla. That's a vanilla malt. No, it's a chocolate malt. Well, not if it's vanilla ice cream. You gotta have chocolate syrup added to it. Ooh. Yes, vanilla ice cream. You obviously okay. Well, I I don't. Yes, but doesn't isn't it that now it's a white malt, right? No, it's it's a chocolate malt,
4: but it's it's got the vanilla base. That's okay. why I said vanilla is a great base.
1: But well, I look at vanilla as you put a hot fudge and like you know whatever bananas or whatever toppings, caramel. I don't necessarily like, but you throw that on there because I don't like chocolate ice cream, but I like a what?
4: chocolate malt or a chocolate shake, but made with vanilla ice cream.
1: What kind of nonsense is that? You don't like chocolate ice cream?
4: I mean, I'm just not that guy. You know, I'd rather have the vanilla ice cream with
1: the chocolate syrup. That might be one of the most insane things I've ever
4: heard. (laughs) It's not as insane as talking about a man eating a big bowl of uh, of ice cream with a tiny spoon. Why
1: did that make me laugh? I could not stop laughing.
4: That's the insane
1: part of the whole conversation is that that made you laugh. (laughs) Why wouldn't it? It's a tiny... It's... Okay. I enjoy... Like, ice cream is delicious. But I don't. It's not something you sit in public and eat. I don't think. Where do you eat it
4: at? Don't, you, don't, you don't eat it in public. Why in not? The dark at
1: home, watching in the like a dark movie. Dark
4: at home. What are you, man? What are you, an eighteen-year-old <laughs> high school girl that just yes. got broken yes. up with? No, that's yes. The same joke.
1: Yes. that's you watch. You eat ice cream at home watching TV, like on, on your recliner. That's what you do with ice cream. You don't eat it in public. It's weird. But it's it, a, even if you do, yeah, you don't use it. To, you don't sit in front of a giant crowd where a lot of people are watching you because you're famous and eat ice cream with a tiny spoon. Now here's but here's the other part. Jerry
3: West does.
1: <laughs> he does. And it also made me realize that's just because I'm so incredibly insecure. He's he's Jerry West. He can do whatever he wants. He that's doesn't right. care that there's people watching him eat look ridiculous eating this giant bowl of ice cream with a small spoon. He doesn't care. I don't he's think he even
4: realized the spoon was was small. He probably didn't even know. It was probably the only spoon that was given to him. It was kind of like when you used to go to the ice cream truck and get the and get the ice cream, and they gave you the little wood spoon. That ain't even a real spoon. It's a piece of cardboard. It's that, a stick. It's a stick, exactly, but we used it.
1: <laughs> would you admit that it would have been funny if he was eating the ice cream with one of those sticks? That would have been hilarious. Okay. That would have
4: been, I mean, just super old school ice cream truck rolled up to the back of the Thomas & Mac right by the back doors and was like, ice cream, I got your ice cream here. That would have been awesome.
1: So, no. Nobody else just finds it funny that he was just sitting there eating ice cream with a tiny I, spoon? I'm
4: actually, you know what intrigues me the most is I want to know where he found this ice cream at. Because oh, as, as I, I was on the concession stand, I wasn't finding too much to really enjoy.
1: I'll tell you exactly where it was. Okay. Dairy Queen.
4: Oh, so I forgot he has the VIP treatment. Yeah. There you go. Well, there's
1: one on the concourse. Oh, is there He's really? got to find it, yeah. Um, well, find yeah.
4: clearly I did not find it. So there's that. Would you
1: would would you have gotten Dairy Queen if you found it?
4: No, I wouldn't have because <laughs> I'm black toast. So you know we we can't uh, we can't operate like that. If I'm having ice cream, I've got to keep it at the house, man. And I like. Plus, I like. Uh, if I do have ice cream, I like I like milkshakes and malts. I like <laughs> to drink my ice cream instead of eating. it. We
1: go go Blizzard. And they they dump it over and they turn it upside down. And it stays in. It's great. But hold on, didn't you just make fun of me for saying you eat ice cream at home? And then that's the only place you eat it? Because I have an issue following when I
4: eat it, and I'd rather be comfortable at my own house. Alright. Not in the dark. I'm Not in the, the dark transition. watching a movie. I'd,
1: I'd <laughs> rather be sad eating ice cream. That's the best way to do it, I feel like.
4: I don't want to be at the Thomas and Mac and have an issue and then all of a sudden have to go run into the to the uh, the public bathroom and then have make everyone else around me have an issue too.
1: I don't want that. Hopefully, Jerry West didn't have that problem. I don't. <laughs> I don't think he did. I can't confirm or deny. I didn't report on that. I, I'm only on the ice cream beat. I'm not on the what. What happens afterward?
4: Yeah, the follow up. I don't care about your Next question.
1: <laughs> Jerry West, questionable. Q, questionable after eating ice cream as well. That's right. Uh, UNLV signed a couple of football opponents for the future. Uh, I know uh, randomly. I don't know why this is. And. It's not going to make Jared happy, I don't think. Many of my closest friends went to Kansas. Okay. Huh. I have a huge group of Kansas fans that I'm R- Ch- friends Ch- with. Aren't you a Missouri guy? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I went.
3: I'm from Missouri, but. Don't Missouri
1: and Kansas hate each other?
3: That's what I've always been told. I mean, we yes, we do, but I'm on the Kansas side. <laughs> oh, so you're from Missouri. I, Totally off. Yeah, Missouri, who entered the union as a slave state. <laughs> exactly. That's what all
1: my Kansas friends say all the time about Missouri. They're, they're <laughs> not,
3: yeah, they're, like uh, Kansas probably was in the right.
1: I, I mean, I think we, we can all agree on that. Uh, but yes, UW-Kansas, two of the more prominent football programs in America. <laughs> a little bit more known for their basketball. Uh, but I listen, A... Kansas hired a football coach who I think is fantastic. He is, and, yep. and I think they're going to they're going to be on the rise. I know you know that sounds ridiculous. Kansas hasn't been good, you know, in a long time. Since long that had Orange time. Bowl run, uh, but he's Leopold's a really good coach. Yep. and I I think UNLV is absolutely on the rise too. Their recruiting class have been very good. I think they've shown a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. This could end up being a decent game. They also signed a game against Houston. Uh, so those are two Big Twelve schools. Yeah, for now. Yeah. No, they're they're Big
4: 12 schools, and they're going to be there for a while. I'm interested in seeing who else is going to enter the Big 12. Stop.
1: The Big 12 is not going to exist in three years.
4: Come on, man. The Big 12 will be around. The Big 12 will be around. It's got way more juice than the Pac-12 has right now.
1: Uh, Um, Well, okay, well.
4: I mean, and What's there's Pac-12. The bar. Big 12 Media Days is going on right now, and Commissioner, the, the new Commissioner of the Big 12 is like, "Hey, we're open for business." So basically, that means everyone left in the Pac-12 gone. To give them a call because they're uh, they're accepting applications right now as we speak.
1: Well, you've ruined my entire premise for this, but that's okay.
4: <laughs> that's what I do.
1: <laughs> the The Big 12 is gone in three years. Let's just operate under that assumption. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Pac-12 is going to swallow up some of those schools. I propose. Okay. UNLV, Houston, Kansas. The winner of this little round robin gets into the Pac 12. <sighs> Again, you have to assume that the Pac 12 staying around, the Big 12 is not. I, I know that you don't like that, but I just that's don't my agree assumption. with that. That's I know. So. <laughs> that's the, I know. You know I'm, I'm saying you disagree with that part of the premise. Right? But let's just say the Pac 12 is going to survive, the Big okay. 12 is not. Okay. The winner of this little round robin gets in.
4: That's fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool with that. If that if that's gonna be the options and that's the case, then yeah, I'll be okay with that. Uh, now we'll see how it all shakes out, but okay, that sounds good to me. Let's do
1: it. I like it. This is good. We're adding some some real prestige to this.
4: Oh, and by and, and by the way, a little side note. Uh, my mom said that she saw Jerry West eating ice cream, but it did not make her laugh.
1: <laughs> Wait, so it
4: was on TV? Well, my, well, my mom wasn't sitting next to you, was she? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That would be a hell of a way to they, find out she was in town. Right.
1: They, they showed poor Jerry West on TV. Wait, wait, hold on. I may have been in that shot. <laughs> yeah, you
4: probably were. I, you know, I I looked for you a couple times on TV once I got to the house and was watching that game, but they didn't get quite to where you were. You were at the end of the, uh, the press row right there, so I didn't see you. But Mama Q is very good. This is one thing I'll tell you about her. She's very good at finding people in the crowd. She used to always find me at Baylor games or wherever I was. She'd say, oh. I just saw you on the sideline, or oh, I just saw you at the baseline. Like she'd always, she's got a good eye for that. So maybe she saw one Adam Hill as well wearing his uh, red UNLV hat.
1: Yeah, well, I was going—I was going to share something I've been—I've some, been a little conscious of lately about wearing that hat, but I will not. Uh, will not, <laughs> I will not do that. Uh, somebody got mad at me for wearing. They didn't think it was UNLV hat. They were screaming at me, and I said, "No, no, no! Don't worry, it's UNLV." <laughs>
4: That's funny. Red
1: hats don't work anymore apparently is uh, is how we're how we're dealing with things. Uh wow, sorry.
4: <laughs> um
3: I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh Travis Kelsey he loves talking trash with Raiders fans. Yes. And he talked about it once again said, I tell Raiders fans all the time, I love them. <laughs> Pause. I love seeing them because I know I'm getting a dub in 200 yards. Okay, Travis. No, he's not wrong.
4: I'm about to say, <laughs> like, they, he he's he hasn't been proven to be wrong, so I'm not really mad at at what he's saying. If you want to shut him up, you've got to stop him, right?
1: Did, now, I uh, speaking of Travis Kelsey, and we talked about Zach Wilson with his relationship drama. Travis Kelsey apparently is no longer in his relationship, which was one of the popular relationships in the NFL, because he refused to spend money on his girlfriend. I'm I'm giving him a standing up.
4: I, look, man I, I i stay out of I stay out of the next man's relationship. Whatever he decides to do, whatever works for him is okay with me. Um, you know, and, and if she's not around, somebody will be around. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. So i was just saying somebody's gonna you know somebody's turning their application in right now as we speak. I promise you.
3: Oh, you next question. You standing in your corner. Next
1: question. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, Tiger Woods is playing in the British Open starting tomorrow. Are you excited?
4: Yes. Yes. Anytime anytime Tiger is in action, I don't care what tournament it is, I'm watching. That is me 100%. I know that that's not what golf uh, you know, aficionados and purists want to hear, but that's the reality of it for me. Uh, there's a reason why I wear red polos, and that's because Tiger Woods on Sunday wears the red polo when you know he's in contention. Uh, so that's why I wear the red polo as I have on today, so there you go. Maybe I'm getting my Tiger Woods on today. It's not Sunday. I know, but what I do, Adam, this is the one thing about me, and you'll know now that I'm telling you this secret, When I wear a red polo, whenever you see me with a red polo, there's always a reason. I don't do something for no reason. Mm. I always do it for a purpose. I have it. It's my power shirt, I like to say. So either I had a really bad show the day before, and I've got to come back and have a strong show the next day, or someone at the job has made me angry, or someone (laughs) in life has made me angry, and I'm ready to show my backside. And so that's why I got the red polo. Who was it? So today I just knew that we were coming on and doing this show and I wanted to have a powerful morning show because we don't do the morning show. You know, we're the afternoon type guys. So I wanted to make sure I came in strong today. So that's why I got the the red polo on today. And by the way, uh the GM drove by me this morning at 6:30 uh, uh as she was leaving her house and so I made sure to let her know that I had the red polo on this morning that me and you were going to be starring on the press box. So there
1: you go. Why were you outside your house at 6:30?
4: Yeah. I'm up hey dog. I'm up every morning at 5:30. No doubt he about does it.
3: Two podcasts before he shows up to work. It's oh, yeah. insane.
4: Oh, I'm what is hey, wrong man? with you. Hey man. Oh, hey, look, I am I am that guy. There's one thing. There's a lot of things that I'm not, but uh there's one thing that I am, and that is a workaholic.
3: Okay, so we're at the Super Bowl in an Airbnb, <laughs> and uh I am the lowest member of staff, so obviously I get the couch. I'm not complaining about she that. Went sleeping on the floor. I hey, if they honestly, if a fourth person, I would have volunteered to sleep on the floor. That's not an issue. Uh, but we get in late most nights because we're there from you know 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the actual thing, and then we you know we have to go eat, and so we're getting in late. Freaking 5 a.m. All of a sudden, I hear, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> You're listening to the lock, and it's like. I'm on the couch. He's in the living room, and I'm like, ah! I'm, I've been asleep for an hour.
1: I'm almost always awake at 5:30. Also, just because you, you just haven't gone to sleep yet. Haven't gone, yet. Gone, yet. Went to sleep. I haven't gone to bed yet. So that's, that's I roll. I'm usually just sitting there, laughing at people eating ice cream on YouTube videos or something. As I as I sit on my recliner and do that. Uh, I guess that, that no more questions. No more questions. Next question. Next question. No more questions. Uh, but there was a really fat man. The Pivot is doing some great stuff with their podcast, getting on some great guests and finding out some really, really good stories and some good background. And boy, did they get some doozies out of Jamarcus Russell yesterday. I must have been the
0: best to be the biggest, right? I'll say my didn't turn out how I wanted it to or not how they expected it to. If you're going to call me a bust, like you say, put the biggest on that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you you gon' say it. Put the biggest on that.
1: But that don't bother me, man. That is not in my world. In my world, I'm a. You feel me? That but don't have. It don't apply in my. It don't apply. None of my family. It don't apply. None that we have going on. So, man, they can bust all they want.
0: Back to the press box summer edition. let's <laughs> oh <boy.
1: From, laughs> Already, huh? That's yes. From, that's from the pivot. Marcus Russell. Ah, interesting. By the way, summer edition? How, how long does summer edition go? Is it Like three months? We do the full summer? No. guess yes, so. Until August 31st. Is the summer, first of all, September 21st would be the last day of summer, but I would is the summer edition any different than the regu- rest of the year?
3: Uh, lots of guest hosts. Uh, people are at training camp. It's, it's like summer
1: it's, break.
4: Yeah. Hey, nice. man. Hey man, I'll tell you this: where I'm from, guest hosts all of a sudden go in there and say, "You know what? I I kind of like this little little gig. I'm gonna go in here, and not only am I gonna be a guest host, I'm gonna flex my muscles, and I'm gonna be the perma host. So you better be careful, man. Back in the day, cats would get hungry and want to get out there and get that job. So I'm just saying, man, don't 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 uh, don't let the perma host get too too comfortable, because the guest host might creep up and snap that snap that job, man. I'm just saying.
1: So you're saying Wally Pip situation? Yep,
4: absolutely. That's how I got my first job. Mm-hmm. So
1: there you go. Good work, uh, as always. Uh, there was a trade in the NHL involving a former Golden Knight. Eric Ooh. Howla was just traded way back before your days here in, in the market oh, yeah. queue. Eric Howla, sure. an original Golden Knight. The claim to fame for him, which I always was intrigued by in the locker room, was that uh, he ran the Golden Knights Fantasy Leagues.
4: Uh, so it became okay. a bit
1: of an issue when he was gone who was going to take over and start running those leagues. But
4: Was there any uh, Mike Trout-type situations or, uh, you know, any of those uh, slapping-type situations? Did it get out of control?
1: I don't think so. Uh, never heard of any necessarily, but definitely now that we're back in locker rooms, that's – I mean, that's my – that's my wheelhouse. I get to the bottom of the just most ridiculous stories that really don't matter but people do sometimes care about. But right. definitely fantasy leagues. Like – I spent an entire week trying to figure out who ran all the fantasy leagues with the the Golden Knights. That was my mission, every day in the locker room. When I finally got to the bottom of it, it was Eric Howla. He's been on the move a couple times, and uh, now he has moved once again. Looks like going to New Jersey, but first of many moves. Free agency starting in 35 minutes in the NHL. Boom. The countdown is underway. Jamarcus Russell. As we said, it was on the pivot. We bust. Heard, I don't know. <laughs>
4: I said boom and bust at the same yes. time. <laughs>
1: the biggest. Put the biggest on that. If you're going to say it, say the biggest.
4: Uh, I can't say the biggest everything he said.
1: So, there was a lot to unpack from what Marcus Russell said. <laughs> yes. I, I don't – I, I kind of sympathize with him because he's just been criticized so much, and you get it, and you want to speak your side of it and, and say what your take was. But one thing in particular, the – he really got into the accusations and he essentially confirmed uh that has come out that the Raiders provided him with a blank tape. Yeah. And sent him home and said, you know, here's your film for the week. Right. And expected him to come in the next day and say, "Hey, this is a blank tape." And he never did because he didn't watch. Right. He essentially confirmed that that story happened.
4: He said he's not a film guy. I don't I don't do film. I go, I'm a football player. Okay. I go out and make plays. That's what he said.
1: Okay.
3: Well, well where when did he when did he make plays? <laughs> well, he made
1: enough to be the number one pick. Yeah, he oh, made plays oh, at gosh, LSU. College. Right. And he I, – I, I don't completely discount his side to where he said, because he said, hey, look, they did this. Mm-hmm. But he said, why are they out to get me? Why are they trying to get me? My coaches in college loved me. They wanted to be there for me. They supported me. They wanted me to win. And that wasn't the case in the NFL. First of all, that's silly. No, nobody in the NFL wants their quarterback to fail – Especially when they draft him first,
4: right? And him sixty million dollars yeah. with thirty something guaranteed. Yeah,
1: but yeah. I mean, I I get his point. For I, I would be mad if I was him that it came out, but of course it came out years later. It wasn't something that they announced at the time or anything like that, right? So I get why he now, in retrospect, kind of feels that way. But man, this this is this is you. It's on you. Right. Takes exactly. some accountability for that, and he he said he takes accountability. He said, "Hey, I made mistakes." you know there's things I did wrong but that's not fully taking accountability if you're saying they're out to get you that's something that you should have noticed and even if you're not a film guy if they give you film turn it on see what they want you to watch
4: right exactly and the thing about it is he he I mean yeah he said that the organization was not in a good place obviously it wasn't in a good place they were picking number 1 right they were picking number 1 for a reason right teams that pick number 1 aren't very good we all get that right that's that's common knowledge there's a lot to say that okay the Raiders had their own faults. Some of the staff didn't want to want to uh, draft him. I know Coach Kiffin didn't want to draft him. He wanted Calvin Johnson. Now that you look back at it, <laughs> Calvin Johnson would have been the much better decision. But Al had his way, and he, and he went and got Jamarcus Russell because he was going to be the next great thing. And I'll tell you, I saw his big arm and thought, hey, this guy's going to be the next great thing. He wasn't. But, you know, when you hear him say that, hey, you can call me this, you can call me that, I'm okay with that, again, it goes back to the mentality of, who cares? I got paid. My family's fine. My generations are fine. We're good. I mean, he even mentions that in the in the whole podcast. He's talking about, you know, my kids, 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 kids are gonna be fine. It ain't a big deal. So again, it's it's on him. Is there faults of the organization? Sure. But it's also on the individual person to be the better person, regardless of your situation.
1: Yeah, and he also look, his his mistakes and his issues extended beyond just the locker room and the film room and the field of play. And, you know, I, I I haven't gotten to the full thing yet. I've listened to some extensive, uh, very long. It's over an hour long. It is. Uh, so I don't know how much he gets into some of those things. I'm sure he at least addresses it, but, um, I, 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 I do feel even after all these years, that's not fully, you can say you're taking full accountability. It's not fully taking accountability when, you know, you're, you're making those claims. And I, I think it's silly to think somebody was cheering against you. That was that was my first takeaway from listening to it. I'm sure I have many more after getting to the full thing. But um, look, I, I, they're doing good stuff, man. They're they're getting a lot of a lot of stuff out of a lot of different athletes. And yeah. uh, their uh, their interview with Tomlin was great. Uh, they've been doing some good stuff on there. So um, check out the Jamarcus Russell interview. Not now. Listen to us, of course. <laughs> but, right. Uh, check that out. See what uh, Jamarcus Russell had to say. It was a. Uh, extensive discussion about the past of the Raiders. I know that was before they were in Las Vegas, so maybe some new fans weren't familiar with that era, and uh, maybe good to uh, catch up and learn a little bit about the history of uh, what the Raiders have been through the last you know, 20 years or so. Uh, somebody that's been following it for that long is Jason Fitz. We'll get his take, what, what Jamarcus Russell had to say.
0: He plays the fiddle and is friends with Sarah Spain, and you are not It's time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz.
1: It is the summer break. I guess guess that's what we're going with here on the Press Box. Adam Hill and Q in here for the next two days in the morning. Completely adjusting my schedule to be up at this time. (laughs) It's good. Feeling good. Who needs sleep? It's fun. It's a good time here in the morning, and it's always a good time when Jason Fitz joins the station how you doing sir man you know I'm good and
2: I'm actually sitting in the ESPN studio getting ready to do uh Bart and Han today with Harry Douglas so I understand like <laughs> this is what we all do in the summer like yep. y- your schedule one day changes completely to the, to the next but that's, uh, that's uh, a that's part of the joy of the business I guess
1: sure being forced to talk to Q is awful but I mean hanging out with Jared for three hours is hey actually man, a nightmare. Is my
4: brother man that's my brother man careful <laughs> now watch yourself I mean, look,
2: Q is, is, like, if you've ever met a person that you know on a first hang, you could say, hey, man, you want to go get Manny Pettis and he'd be in? That's Q. Like, Q's <laughs> just got that level of, like, we can, we can hang, but we're going to do it right. Like, there's going to be, like, the liquor's going to flow and it's going to be a little pricier and everybody's going to treat themselves right. Q's got a treat-yourself vibe that I love. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's just real.
4: Facts. Hashtag facts.
1: (laughs) Uh, Wait, hold on. I know uh, Q was going to jump in there, but I have to say this to transition. Uh, Is Jamarcus Russell that kind of guy?
2: I I feel like, look, this is what I've always said to Raiders fans that that constantly still feel the pain of Jamarcus Russell. The one thing I tell everybody is if when I was, I don't know, 20 years old, you'd have handed me $30 million fully guaranteed, I probably wouldn't have done the right thing with my life either. Like, there's just a little element of, like, I gotta imagine that Jamarck is probably a fun hang, right? You know, and uh and hopefully through all of that he kept enough of it that he could treat himself for the rest of his life a little bit. But yeah, I I mean Q Q hits a little Q reminds me, the ESPN equivalent of Q is Lewis Riddick. Like the guy that you know just like like is is smart and is cool and can sit back and have a cigar with you, but you also know you can just sit back like he's gonna know some random fact about red wine you didn't know you needed. <laughs> that shit.
4: I'll take it, man. I'll take it. You know, if you are hanging with the cats like Lewis Riddick, hanging out with Jason Fitz, can't go wrong. Of course, we're hanging out with Adam Hill. And you know what, Jason? I wanted to kind of, I want to continue to talk about Jamarcus a little bit because you are a longtime Raider fan. I am a longtime Raider fan. I believed in the young man when when the Raiders drafted him. I thought that he was going to be the guy. Uh, I kind of understood why Al Davis wanted to draft him, and I realized the Raiders picked at number one for a reason. They, obviously their organization was not in a great position or they wouldn't have been picking at number one. And so they had issues of their own. But he also needs to hold himself accountable for his own issues, and that's what he's kind of, to me, feeling like he's failing to do.
2: Yeah, I think that's the part of maturity that comes for all of us. You know, There's a, there's a small level here where you've got to look at it and say, hey, uh, the situation may have been tough everything around you may be difficult, but you got to own your own, right? And that's just true for all of us. And, you know, that's the difference between being in your 20s and your 30s and now for me in my 40s. Like I always say, like, the difference for now that I'm in my 40s is I know the consequence of my action before I do it, right? So I've lived enough life to know that, hey, I'm still going to go out. I just know that I'm not going to be worth anything the next day. Like you (laughs) start to understand what's going to happen. Like you see defense is easier as you get older. Like there's a little moment for Jamarcus where you got to look back and say, hey, I did a lot of this to myself even if the situation wasn't the right around me, you know. And I, it it takes two to fail a, a player. It takes the team and the player, but it does take two. So, you know, you can't always put it solely on the other side.
1: We are uh we've been talking about the off season for so long and it it feels like it's been forever. Everybody's excited to see this team in action and training camp is actually starting next week. So, now that we're getting close, what is it that you want to see in training camp? What do you want what do you want this team to be looking like what do you want the reports to be saying out of training camp next week and, and what do you need to hear that to know that this team's getting close to being ready for the season
2: yeah I think there's a couple of things you got to see uh, early on you know we all know that health has been an issue for Trayvon Mullen and it will continue to be an issue until we see him get through it healthy but he's somebody that frankly I, I just this team has got to lean on he's got to get healthy uh, I want to see guys get through camp healthy, but also excel. Like There's a, a testing element of what this camp is going to provide for the secondary. How does this, this secondary practice against some of the best of the best when it comes to a great offense? I think that's going to be uh, key. And then, you know, Rock is somebody. I, I saw the art, article the other day where Max Lussain just loved the way Rock comes to work every day. But, like, let's also be real. Uh, Rock is a better college player than a pro every day, right? And so we've got to see continual development from the secondary. I think. We're looking across the board and trying to figure out what communication looks like. Plus, this is, in, in a very defense, you're asking a lot of guys to become very smart very quickly. So I just I think you've got to see the defense get some wins in practice throughout the process of it. Like That's the one takeaway. Because the offensive line, we're not going to know until they start hitting people. But the defense, right. if guys look confused throughout the course of practice, that will carry over.
4: Talking right now with ESPN's Jason Fitz here on the Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. He's Adam Hill. I'm Q Myers. How about this, Jason? Uh, You know, obviously the the training camp two-a-days are going on on the mothership on on ESPN. You guys are are taking part of that. Uh, As far as training camp two-a-days, there's always the big question. Outside of the offensive line, what is the biggest question that you have for the Raiders? Yeah,
2: I think that there's a a real question about the interior of the defensive line. You know, we've just sort of forgotten that that – that this team is going to have to do one or two things, have a better play in the secondary or continue to get after the quarterback. So I'm genuinely interested to see for a team that I feel like at this point has 47 defensive tackles on the roster. <laughs> How's that going to shake out? Like, and what exactly are they looking for from the, those defensive tackles? Because, look, and Don sue was on campus and, and made no bones to the people I know that talk to him about, you know, his want to continue to play, and his want to play, I think, uh, around the Raiders is, is real. The question is, do they have somebody in the room? If they don't have somebody in the room, I could see Indomica being a late ad. He doesn't need training camp, so they'll come in and, tra- and tailor to him. But that's if Indomica gets added to this roster, it means somebody else somewhere didn't get the job done that they wanted to see done. So I think the defensive tackle is particularly interesting.
1: How how do you think, and I know, listen, there's time and uh, we're not, we're not ready, ready to take the field yet for a real game, but... How do you think the running back depth chart is going to play out? I, I'm pretty intrigued by this and, and what kind of opportunities these guys get. There's so much talent in that room.
2: Yeah, I think Josh Jacobs is going to run for his, his money, right? And that's always an incentive. Uh, but I also think Josh is a really good player. The problem is he gets uh, he gets dinged up, and we all know it. But White, we I don't want to forget a couple of things. Mayor White, by the way, I think can be a star in this league. I think he's a really good draft pick by the Raiders. I think he was one of the best picks that the Raiders had in this draft. I really like the player. Let's pick up and complications in Josh McDaniels' offense are that's real, right? So when we talk about the running back split, I think it's less like game game in and game out, drive in and drive out. I think it's more week to week. Like a hot hand in practice is going to get rewarded. So fantasy owners are going to hate this, but I really think early in the season, Josh is taking a big part of the load, and then as the season goes on, White takes on more and more of it. Kenyon Drake becomes sort of a Jalen Rashard in this offense and. And that, that's, I, I think that's a good intentional way to be. Like Raiders fans remember when Tyrone Wheatley was the, the bull and, and Charlie Garner was the person that could come out and flash with speed. And I think there's an opportunity for this team to do sort of the same thing.
4: No, it's funny. It's funny. Jared's laughing because when you said Tyrone Wheatley, I got a big smile on my face, Jason. And the reason I did that is because any Raider fan could tell you Tyrone Wheatley against the Kansas City Chiefs running on his knees.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's just look, Tyrone Wheatley is like a, a golden god. Like, if you played Madden during that time, like, all I, I never, I still to this day in the Madden, like, people hate playing Madden with me. And I beat people all the time. But the reason they hate playing Madden with me is because I will chew the clock for the entire drive. I will run that ball for three yards. I will take every second off. You're not going to touch the football. I'm going to hold the time of possession the entire way and that's because I grew up playing in a Charlie in a Charlie Gardner Tyrone Wheatley era where I like look I'm just going to, I'm going to hammer the ball 3 yards at a time and you're just going to have to deal
1: with it. Right. The, well, look a lot a lot of good Raider stuff and we're getting ready for camp so uh, plenty to talk about and there'll be plenty more days to do it but we need you know you've been to many cities in the south Jason that Uh-oh. that's that's something that you've done uh, throughout the course of your career I'm sure you've had the occasion to go to a Bojangles at some point. It was a hot hot topic this morning for us. Oh, no. Why why is Bojangles so important to people in the South?
2: Bojangles is the equivalent and now I'm going to make a lot of your audience mad. So I'm sorry <laughs> cuz you're just going to have to deal with this the rest of the way. Uh, Bojangles is like in and out. It's legendary if you live there and mm. you feel like you need to make it legendary. Like what a burger is just should just be called what a burger? Like, there's nothing really spectacular about what a burger, and certainly it's not what a chicken because their chicken sandwiches are just not edible. But like, what a burger is okay. But if you're from Texas, you make it like the you know the second coming in and out every That's time. True, tour bus would get to California, we're like, oh, we got to go to In and Out. I'm like, why? It's just a hamburger. Like, Wendy's is better than both of those. So, like, it, it, at some point, you look at Bojangles, like Popeye's, Bojangles. It, it's all, it, it's just fried chicken and, like, it, any of those places. Like, per, for me personally, I like Popeye's better than Bojangles. But, like, it becomes a territorial thing for my region. Which, by the way, by the way i, I got to loudly remind everybody, if the food you're fighting for is fast food for your region, your region doesn't have good enough restaurants. I'm just saying
4: that's a great point that's a great point and i'll tell i'll back him up 100 when when he's saying a whataburger because in texas no (laughs) in texas whataburger is like the end all be all and don't you ever say anything bad about whataburger and like he said it's just a burger
2: oh my god dude they opened the whataburger in nashville a couple of months ago and in nashville a place that has more james beard winning award chefs than any city in the country right now there were hour-long waits to get a fast food hamburger from whataburger i'm like y'all five guys is right over there and it's better like what do we do it i right. it's, just, it's a branding thing it's a branding thing uh
1: you mentioned nashville i i took a lot of heat for my uh, city rankings last week of places to take a road trip to for the nfl game i had Nashville number 3 i think that's fair right
2: i mean i'm not sure you'll find a better place to party uh but you better like luke bryant like cuz that's going <laughs> to hear in every bar like that, I mean, that's real, but uh, look, every year the reason that the Titans have no home field advantage is the same thing people said that Vegas is going to face. But the reason the Titans have no home field advantage is because, because they didn't do a good job of, of cementing roots in the city in the early 2000s. So when they stunk, mostly like Boston bought, bought up those tickets and they still have those season tickets, they sell them to away fans every year. So like, you know, the, the Titans, Taylor Lewan has been on record several times in important games saying it's crazy that they have to go to a silent count in their own stadium. <laughs> Everybody loves going to Nashville because the beer is cheap, the drinks flow, the food is great. It's good Southern cooking. It's it's you, you can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love it, and it was only Who'd behind. Who'd
2: you have the... as one? Who'd you have as one though? Vegas. Vegas. Oh yeah, Vegas is number one. Yeah, there's
1: who do you have as two? New Orleans.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess proximity, like proximity, is is good in New Orleans. Like I've gone to the national championship game there a few times and. New Orleans is a blast, but like I, I, I don't know. I could put Nashville over New Orleans; it wouldn't hurt my feelings.
1: They're close. Listen, the only reason I did this little uh, behind the scenes is because Cincinnati was so god awful in January that I said <laughs> oh I'm gonna, god, yeah. I'm gonna do rankings so I can rank Cincinnati last, and the rest of it really doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, you're not wrong about that. And When a <laughs> bunch of people asked me if I wanted to go to that Bengals game, I was like, "You want me to stand outside in Cincinnati, freeze my ass off?" And probably watch the Raiders lose? No, I'm good. I'm
1: fine, thanks. <laughs> it sucked, man. Uh, we know uh, you are You have experience and stories about everyone in the music business. We're about to give out Rise Against tickets in a couple minutes. Stay tuned, people. You can call in. Do we have anything on Rise Against?
2: No. You, what? You I got nothing. Wow. Got nothing. This is the first time. Hmm. This is what happens. I, I, I got nothing. There you I go. awesome. No, I got nothing. It huh? sounds like a good show, though. Let me know how I got <laughs>
4: I will say this real quick, our guy Deontay hit us up on Twitter and said the disrespect to Waterburger will not be tolerated yes! as a Texan. Keep up the great work, young men. So there you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh man. Is honesty really disrespect? I don't know. Ask my therapist. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Jason. What where I mean people can hear all the time all over the place. What uh what do you got this week?
2: Uh yeah, I got Barton Hans today on ESPN radio and then back to Spain and Fitz. Also uh, on Friday, if you're sitting around watching ESPN, I'll be hosting College Football Live, so you can check that mm-hmm. out on Friday. I don't know what time, but I'll be on ESPN. You can check it out.
1: Get some uh, Whataburger and Bojangles references in there. Uh,
2: I, I'll try. I will absolutely. <laughs> which, which team is as overrated as Whataburger? That's the topic.
1: Perfect. Ooh, Thanks so much, ooh. man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. There you go. So he had nothing on Rise Against. That's okay.
3: That is that is literally – you guys broke Jason Fitz.
1: We did. Uh, you guys can go see them, though. What, call, what caller number are we doing? Does it matter? Uh, caller 11. 11? Okay. Yeah, you just pick all a right. number. The boss I, told me. I was going to I was gonna make Jared do like caller 58 or something to just answer phones all day. <laughs> caller 11, 364 You're going to see Rise Against Friday, July 15th, Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Rise Against Friday, Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. Caller 11. You're going to see him 364-1100. Obviously, as a
4: two-time Open winner, Greg Norman, wasn't invited to all that is going on at the moment. I just wonder what your reaction to that decision was, Tiger.
2: Well, the RNA and obviously had their uh, opinions and their rulings and their decision. Greg has has done some things that I I don't think that's in the best
4: interest, you know, of our game. And we're coming back to probably the most historic and traditional place in our sport. I, I believe it was the right thing.
0: All of the sun, none of the fun on the press box summer edition.
1: Uh, golf's always about the Live Tour now. Every single tournament, that's what it's about. Whether it's the Live Tour tournament or not, we're always talking about it. We're going to talk about it more. Right? There are potential lawsuits on the horizon between Live and the PGA and potentially the Department of Justice getting involved. We'll hear more about that with Sam and Ash coming up in about 15 minutes here on the Press Box. Adam Hill and Q here with you. And Jared, I guess, is around also. Uh, going to... Jump back in, revisit some of the stuff we talked about earlier with the Golden Knights as free agency now underway. Officially, it has begun.
4: Is not it? It's like four minutes early.
1: Oh wait, I thought, yeah. I thought it was nine o'clock.
4: Yeah,
3: I mean, we're 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 at the eight. Uh, we're <laughs>
4: about to say, man. I mean, hey, hey, Adam. There down. can't be there can't be any kind of pre-talk, right? There can't uh-huh. be any kind of tampering going on. You cannot have free agency until until it's actually officially
1: the time. It's too early. That's my bad. That's totally my bad. Uh, Richard Jefferson was a referee. <laughs> that's what we're supposed to talk about. How cool was I know that? It, wa- it wasn't. You didn't like it? Yes! No. I thought it. it was cool. Hated it. Why? It, it's silly. It's a gimmick. It, it, and I guess it's, that's it's fine. It's Summer League. Uh, okay, well, the NBA wants to take money from sports books as a partner.
4: That's a good point.
1: Do we want to mess, hey. mess with the integrity of a game? Got me. Got me. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Some doofus out there making poor calls <laughs> when we're t- when we're not only accepting money on bets, which betting is fine. It's regulated. We we understand that. Right. We know how to we know how to handle that, especially here in Nevada. Other markets are learning. But the NBA's partners now. Right. Right. You can't just throw him out there, especially a guy who has a long standing rivalry and hatred of one of the teams. What are we doing? No,
4: that's – you know what? And that shows you're a true Las Vegan, and I'm still, like you said, other markets are adapting. That's me being the other market adapting still. That's a great point there. Uh, you got to think about the betting in, in all in all aspects.
1: It's fantastic that he just completely blew his first call. And he only blew the whistle <laughs> twice. He sure did. In 10 minutes. The first call was so bad. The other ref comes running in. No, you're wrong. Thank goodness they got it fixed. That was silly. I mean, good for him for taking the abuse and go through the training and everything else, but – um do it another time come on man it's all right well, I still like I still liked it <laughs> maybe it's just because I don't like Richard Jefferson oh <laughs>
4: there you go now the oh. truth comes that out
1: could, that, could, that could be the case I don't know who knows I'm biased it's morning what's going on now it's going to be official the Golden Knights free agency period is underway the NHL was four minutes early there you go now we're going to be right in a couple of minutes we come back it's official it's happening